Welcome to the Milestone Church Podcast. Whether you are at home, on the road, or at work, we hope you find this message encouraging and helpful for your life. You can watch other messages just like this one on our website at milestonechurch.com slash messages. I want to welcome everyone here at a Keller campus and I want to look in the camera, I want to welcome our Haslett and our McKinney campus as well as to many of you who are traveling this weekend. Uh, welcome to you and to everyone, happy new year. It's, it's hard to believe that we're here. Um, I think that someone was fasting and praying last night because the Cowboys pulled it off in a nail biter, you know what I'm saying? But um, I love this time of year and, and it's just a, it's a good time to reset and, and to kind of refresh some things as we are on the cusp of a brand new season. And what I love to do personally, we do as a family a lot of times is when we go into a new season, there are two things that we try to do. One, we try to reflect and two, um, we seek. And so, you know, reflecting is, is, is really uh, a lost art a lot of times because we go from one season to the next and it's easy just to go into a new season and forget all the things that God has done in our life over the year. And so we took some time um, Christmas morning. So Christmas Eve, we, we ended our last service and we do a tradition where we go get some Asian takeouts quick and easy and good and we go home and enjoy the night. And then we wake up in the morning, not too early, but not too late. And my wife and the girls, they get up and they, they make some breakfast and um, we sit down at the table and we, we just got to go around. And, you know, we did it over some bacon, some eggs and some fried apples. Come on, somebody with some pancakes. I might just preach on that for a little bit. Little, little, little apples with some butter and sugar. It makes everything right. But uh, we just went around, went around the, the table and said, hey, what, what were some really cool moments for you this year? And it was really cool just to hear all the different things. And some of them, it seemed like it was two years ago, but it was just at the beginning of this year. And, and, and the reason we do that is because it gives us a time to thank God for what he's done in our life and, and just to have a heart of gratitude. And, and maybe you're here, maybe you're watching online on our campus, and you're like, you know what, this, this year's been really tough. And it, it's hard to look back at some really good moments. I've had a lot of tough moments, but maybe you can stop and reflect on how God has pulled you through those moments and brought you to the other side. And, and if you haven't done it already before we go into the new year, take some time, and if it's with your family or just by yourself, and just stop and think about this year. Think about the good things that you were able to experience and thank God for them and don't take them for granted. But The second thing to do is, is to seek, and, and I believe going into a new season, uh, there's no better way to seek God with, than with prayer and with fasting. Seeking God is always good, but uh, there's something powerful about when we take time, and, and I want to say this, prepare is definitely not a conference, so don't think that you're coming and participating in some conference where you're going to have, you know, the message and some you know, good worship, and you'll have that, but this is really a family moment. We've been doing this since um, early 2000s when we, when we started Milestone Church. Prayer and fasting is, is really at the heart of, of, of what's really birthed what we're seeing God do in our church today, and we've been doing it for many years, and I love James chapter 4, verse 8. It's a, it's a real simple scripture, but it's really profound because it says that if we draw near to God, that God will draw near to us. And what does that mean to 
to draw near to God, it, it means simply this. It means turn your attention and turn your affection towards God. And what we're going to do over these three days of praying and fasting at the very beginning of the year, what we're saying is, God, I, I, I want you to be in control. I, I want you to lead. God, we're seeking you for your wisdom. We're seeking you for your direction. We're seeking you for your help. And, and, and maybe you're here and you're thinking, why, why would I want to spend three days praying and fasting? Well, I will say this. We have no idea what's on the horizon for this coming year. We, we don't know the challenges that we're going to face. We don't know the faith that uh, steps that God's going to ask us to take. We, we don't know the doors that are going to open to us. And we certainly don't know the people and the situations that are going to come across our path where God would want you to be his hands and feet in that situation. So I would say if you're already contemplating, going, I don't know if I want to do that, think about the unknown that's coming ahead. And think about this, that when we pray and when we fast and when we seek God, what we're doing is we're depositing into our spiritual bank account. And when the time comes that God is asking you to step out in faith, you have something to withdraw you have something to pull from. So I, I think that this is going to be a fantastic time as us as a church collectively, but also as you uh, as an individual. And I, I've been practicing uh, fasting for, for many years since at 19 years old. I gave my life to Jesus. And I was just kind of a simple guy where it was like if I found it in the Bible, then, then you know what? If it was good enough for Jesus, if it was good enough for the disciples and the people of old to do of faith, then I'm going to go ahead and do that. And so when I learned about tithing and giving and fasting, I, I started doing those things as, as well. And I, and I will say this, fasting and praying, seeking God especially, was, was the key to re, me really experiencing major breakthrough in, in my life. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment, but uh, I, I really, you know, once we started having kids, um, I really understood the power of fasting and how important it was because one day, um, not to be mentioned, one of my kids may or may not be in the room right now, but uh, he came home from school about kindergarten and, and he told his mom, he's like, I, I got a secret and I'm never going to tell you. And she said, well, we don't keep secrets in our house, so why don't you tell me? And he's like, I'm, I'm never going to tell you. And this went on all day. I get home, and she says, uh, we got a problem. I'm like, who do I need a spank? She goes, it's not a spanking situation. She's like, um, uh, you know, so-and-so's got a, got a secret and, and doesn't want to tell. And so we pressed and pressed and pressed. And finally, we weren't getting anywhere. And she, she looked at him, and she said, well, I'm going to fast, and I'm going to pray and I'm going to seek God until you tell me. And he's like, what's fasting? And she's like, I'm not going to eat until you tell me. He goes, well, she's going to starve to death. <laughs> so I remember seeing her uh, with her Bible and a notepad while everyone else was, was sitting there eating. And he was there too. And he was like, mom, you're not going to eat? He's like, I told you, I'm fasting. And so it, it lasted a couple days. And finally, he spilled the beans. And because we're thinking as parents, like, is something crazy happened to him? I don't know, you know. He had a girlfriend, and uh, he didn't want to tell us because that was illegal in our house at that time. But I really understood God moving mountains in that situation. But we want to draw near to God at the beginning of this year. We want to invest in our own lives spiritually. And, and fasting is mentioned over 70 times in the Bible. And, and when you look at those examples in the Bible, many times... God would speak to an individual and call him to fast, but 
just as many times there where God would speak to leaders and God would say, on behalf of the entire nation, I want you to declare a fast, to call a fast, to come together. And really, that's what prepare is, is we're calling a fast to, to our church to come together and seek God. And, and I'll echo what Pastor Jeff said in the video. There's something profound that happens in those three days, but especially at pre-service prayer at six o'clock and in this room and at other campuses, this room will be pretty much packed at 6, 6.15. And there'll be our, our spiritual family gathered together and we're, we're all coming together and we've got our, our prayer guides out that, that were available to you. And, and, and this is a tool that you can use not just over the three days, but over the course of the entire year. It's kind of like a scripture cheat sheet for whatever it is that you need and you find scriptures and you pray them over your life because I, I found it's not just powerful just to read the word and meditate upon the word but it's when you speak the word and when you pray the word that, that, that that's a sword that comes the word is living and active and powerful but you could also write down your needs and, and and things that you're believing God for and so in that atmosphere there's like a spiritual deposit that happens as people's faith are ignited we're praying for one another and we're worshiping God together. And, and, and I'll just say this, I mean, you're going to have hunger pains and you're going to have a headache every once in a while. So you might as well come and just take your mind off of it and just worship God and fast and pray and, and it'll go away. But I, I promise you, if you've never done it before, it, it'll be the best thing that you could do this year. It's, it's the best possible way to invest into your own spiritual life and in the life of your family is to go on this three-day journey together. We're gonna to be this morning in Matthew chapter six, and we're gonna be reading through a passage of one of Jesus's most famous sermons, the Sermon on the Mount. He gathers together a multitude of people together, and he's, and he's proclaiming truths that are very much so echoed today, and I'm reading out of the New International Version, starting in verse one of Matthew chapter six, and it says this, Jesus says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in synagogues or on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret, he will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. And then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Jumping down to verse 16. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show others that they're fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And as we read this, you notice that there are three when you statements that Jesus makes. It's not a command. It's presumed that as a believer, as a person 
a part of his kingdom. These are three spiritual disciplines that are a part of your life. You give, you pray, and you fast. And to, to put an emphasis on it, Jesus in this passage says, when you give, don't do it this way, do it like this. Same with prayer, don't do it this way, do it this way. And finally we see with fasting, don't do it like the religious people who try to show people that they're fasting, do it this way. So he's emphasizing something that should be a part of our lives. So the question we have to ask is, well then, what is fasting? What, 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 is it, what does it look like? Well, fasting, the definition of it, the biblical definition is to abstain from food for spiritual purposes. The word literally means to put one's hand over their mouth. Now, the only reason that we would do this is if we are trying to get closer to God, there is some, some sin that God is, is wanting to deal with in our life. There's a breakthrough. There's, there's many different reasons, but we don't just kind of go around and just not eat. So it's, 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 it's not a lot of things, and I'm going to talk to you about what it's not, but I will say this, that there are different types of fasting. There is a full fast, which is simply just water, right? There is a, 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 a partial fast, which is kind of juice and AKA whatever you can put in a blender, a tamale, a ribeye steak or whatever. <laughs> there's a Daniel fast, which is fruits and vegetables. And then there's another fast that maybe you haven't heard of. It's called a sun up to sun down fast. So when the lights are on, you don't eat, but you can eat when the lights are off. Um, and I would say this, somebody asked me after the last service, so like I, I work construction and I'm, I'm working, you know, sometimes 10, 12 hours a day, what kind of fast should I do? And I was like, hey, it, it, don't be religious about it. We don't, don't be legalistic about it. It's like, hey, start one way. And if you're feeling like, man, I don't know if I have enough to go through today, eat, 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 eat a piece of fruit. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's about, it's about the sacrifice. It's about, you're not doing what you would normally do and you're stopping because you're, 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 you're wanting to focus your attention and affection on God. And so don't get hung up on what type of fast you do. Maybe if you're used to doing a certain type, try something different. But the point is, is that you're doing something that you wouldn't normally do to draw closer to God. That's the point. So fasting isn't manipulating God. Because some people say, well, I'm going to fast and then God's going to tell that guy that he's supposed to be my husband. Well, honey, he doesn't even know you exist. <laughs> Fasting isn't manipulating God, twisting God's arm to get something that we want. Fasting is also, it's not a way to show how spiritual you are or I am. Jesus showed that in the passage. He's like, don't, don't be like those people who like put it out to the world that they're fasting. It's not about to show how spiritual you are, um, and it's certainly not a diet. You might lose a couple pounds, but trust me, man, I mean, after that second, third meal, you'll, you'll put it all back. It's all good, right? <laughs> my gains, my gains. The gains ain't going nowhere, okay? Um, fasting, though, what is it? Fasting is a spiritual discipline. It's a spiritual discipline. And, and think about it like this. This kind of like clicked in my mind. Um, if, if breathing, eating and sleeping are necessary for a healthy physical life, then giving, praying, and fasting are healthy for a spiritual life. And so it, it, it's, it's a discipline that we benefit from. 
And what I love about these three particular things that Jesus is talking about, uh, when I give and when I fast, I break the hold that this world has on me. So I, I, I lose that hold, but when I pray, I connect to the next world, I connect to God. There are also many, many just physically healthy benefits that comes with fasting. I think God, when he designed us, he knew that this would be good for us physically and spiritually and well. Uh, fasting is an invitation. It's an invitation to draw close to God. It's an invitation to take a step in his direction. It's an invitation to, to and what I like to tell people is fasting, it's not like you get more of God. God gets more of you. In other words, whatever space that you give God in your life, God will fill it. If you want a little bit of God in your life, give him a little room. If you want a whole lot of God in your life, give him every part of you are and God will fill your life. So when we fast and pray, yes, God does draw close to us, but it's really God's getting our focus. God's getting our attention. We're saying no to a lot of things and we're focusing on him and that's why it does such wonders in our life. Fasting creates a hunger inside of you. Matthew 5, 6 says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be what? They shall be filled. Here's what happens as you spend time with God and God's word begins to come alive and faith begins to be ignited in your heart. There's a hunger that's going to be created inside of you to want more of God. And so you have to learn how to lean in and it creates a greater desire. Fasting sharpens us spiritually. What will happen is the, the voice of the Holy Spirit will become clearer and clearer to you over those three days and the days and weeks and months after that because you're focusing on Him. The Word of God will become illuminated. It, it, the Holy Spirit will enlighten the Word and it will be like things that maybe you've glossed over before. God is highlighting them to you. There's a, a sharpness that comes when we begin to fast. It's also a way to humble ourselves before God. It's way we're saying, God, I'm not in control, you're in control. God, I'm not in charge, you're in charge. God, you take the lead in this new year and I will follow you. Fasting is also an invitation to purge us spiritually because the Holy Spirit, what he'll do is he'll begin to highlight areas of your life. Like, hey, I wanna deal with this, this is holding you back. Or hey, I know you've been struggling with this for a long time, I wanna break that off of your life. Those things all come through this invitation called fasting. And finally, fasting is key to releasing God's power and God's anointing in your life. Just think about Jesus as after he was baptized, he was led into the wilderness to fast and pray for 40 days. And the enemy came to him and tempted him. And the Bible said that when he left that season of prayer and fasting, that he left in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so what we do is we focus on God. We make a spiritual deposit. We become sharper. The Holy Spirit's voice becomes more in tune into our lives. And then we have something to withdraw from later on. There are many reasons. You can look in the Bible while people fasted, but I'm gonna give you probably the three most common reasons in the Bible. And these are three common reasons that a lot of people fast today. Number one is, uh, uh, is devotion. So we fast out of this desire to love God, to seek him, and to say, God, I'm gonna put pause on these things and I'm gonna focus my attention on you. It, it, it expresses our 
earnestness to God. I don't know if you've thought about this, but we are made up of three parts. We are a spirit, we possess a soul, your mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a physical body. We normally get it wrong, though. We focus on body, soul, then spirit. I, I see myself, I, 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 I focus on myself, I, I'm doing things, to, but I never really focus on my spirit person. And so God wants you to be sharpened spiritually, not just emotionally or physically. And so when we fast and pray, we're, we're devoting ourselves to God and we're strengthening our spirit person. Jesus said this in Matthew 4, 4. He said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so while we go through this three-day journey of seeking God and we pray and fast, and, and I'll just say this, it doesn't have to be just these three days. It could be sometime within the course of this year, you're facing a difficult situation. You're facing a challenge. You, 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 need, you need God to show up in a unique way. This is something that you can do regularly in your life. We do it together as a church once a year at the beginning of the year, but it's something that God might call you to do throughout the year. A second reason why a lot of people fast, and I think this is a big one, is direction. Like, I have a choice to make. There may be a move in my future, a job change. Who am I going to marry? Like there's a, there's a big decision that you're needing to make and you don't really know which way you need to go. I remember at, at a young age, Betsy and I, but before we, we went to be with Pastor Jeff, we had a decision. We knew that God had brought us together from different parts of the country. We met here. Uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and we were going to a church, and that season, we could kind of feel it coming to an end, and there were two clear choices for us, but I didn't really know which route to take. Do I go left? Do I go right? I kind of knew where this one would lead, and this one, I had no idea where it would lead, and, and, and so we were talking back and forth, and I just said, you know what? I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take 30 days, and I'm going to fast, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to seek God. And before you think I'm super spiritual, it was just one meal a day, okay? So it was just, it was just lunch. So I'm going to take my lunch break every day, and I'm going to fast, and I'm going to seek God. And, 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 and I, was, I was like, God, I need to hear you because I don't, I don't just need the wind to blow to the right. And I'm going, okay, well, then that means the right path. I don't need just some feeling or some spiritual thing. I need a word. I, I need you in the Bible to show me what am I supposed to do? And I began fasting and praying and seeking God. And I remember somewhere around day 28 or something like that, I was reading a passage that was very, very familiar to me. I'd read it many, many times. But this time it was different. It was like it exploded off the page. And right in the moment when I read it, I knew that was God's answer for our life. And that led us to take this path over here, which was not the most obvious path. And that path led us to go and be with Pastor Jeff before Milestone was ever a thing. This was in the year, in 2000, our church was started here in 2002. And I remember picking up the phone and I was thinking about this the other day. I didn't even have a cell phone. I, I don't even know I don't, how, I mean, I had to dial it. I mean, I, I don't even know how that works, you know? But it's, it's kind of like without GPS, like what did we do? But anyway, somehow we survived. I called him and he picked up the phone and, I, and he didn't know that I'd been fasting and praying, that we were praying together. I said, Pastor Jeff, I've, really been seeking God and ever since 
we went out, uh, spent some time with you about a month or two ago. Um, I've been fasting, and, and I feel like God's really calling us to, to move out to Abilene to be with you. And, and, and just like it was yesterday, I remember he said this on the phone to me. He said, Tyron, he goes, I can't promise you anything, but what I, what I can tell you is you're going to reach your destiny. And I said, that's all, that's all I need to hear. And that decision, I thank God for fasting because I was focused on God. I was, I was seeking God because I, I wasn't just going to make a list of pros and cons and with human intellect make a decision. I needed God to show me what to do because that decision changed the course of, of, of our lives. And so if you're here and you're like, I, I, I'm in a valley of decision. It's a good time to fast. It's a good time to pray and to seek God and, and ask him. And Acts 13, I, I love that Jesus, God doesn't leave out any detail because we see here there was a group of five leaders in the early church. And they were together at one church, but they knew that there was a new work that God was wanting to start. But they didn't know who was supposed to go. And they could have made a list too and said, well, man, you would be good with this type of people because you have this personality. They didn't do that. They fasted and they prayed and they sought God and God spoke to them and told them what to do. In Acts 13, verse two, it says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart from me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands upon them and they sent them off. That simple detail could have been left out, but God put that in there so that we would know when we're in the valley of decision that God wants to speak to us. God wants to give you direction. God wants to show you the path that you're supposed to take. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord, but sometimes that requires us to stop, to disconnect from the world, and to seek God through praying and fasting. And finally, one of the most common reasons is when you need a breakthrough in your life. This is like when the things that you normally would do kind of that get you by, they're just not working. There's an addiction, there's a stronghold that you just can't seem to break. There's a generational curse. There's a demonic assignment. There's a relational, you know, just kind of thing that's there. And, and maybe it's in your marriage or it's with one of your kids or someone at work and it's like, man, it's just not happening. These are moments where you and I need breakthrough. When you're battling bouts of depression and anxiety and overwhelming fear. This is where a casual approach just doesn't work. And, and Jesus shows us this very clearly in a story in Mark chapter 9. Jesus comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration. And he shows up on, on this scene. And what had happened was there was a father who had a son who was possessed by an evil spirit. And the spirit would often cause this young boy to go into convulsions, big seizures, throw him into the fire, throw him in the water to try to destroy his life. And, and I'm thinking as a parent, like, you're freaked out. You don't know what to do. You're crying out to God for help and nothing's happening. And you see your poor child there that's just suffering and in misery. So he brings his little boy to the disciples. Because the disciples, they had prayed for a lot of people to be healed and set free of all kinds of things. Sickness, disease. They had cast out demons before too. So they find themselves in a situation that looks like every other situation. Well, we have delegated authority from Jesus. We're going to pray and lay hands. And this, 
young kid's going to get set free, and they go to pray for him, and nothing happens. They begin to pray again, still yet nothing happens. Jesus finally shows up on the scene and sees the chaos and sees the breakthrough that's needed in this family situation. And he asks the father, and the father tells him the situation. He says, I brought him to your disciples, and they haven't been able to set him free. And Jesus looks at him, and then he casts this demon out of this boy. And I can just imagine in my mind's eye, the disciples, they're sitting there like, I don't get it. I don't understand. This has worked many other times. So when they had a moment to get with Jesus alone, they asked him, teacher, how come we couldn't set this little boy free? And look at what Jesus says in Mark 9, 29. So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. What is the principle of this story? The principle is sometimes what we would normally do is not enough to get the results that we really need. That's what we see in this story is, is that sometimes our, our, our everyday regular approach is not going to cut it. Like if you're in a difficult situation and you need a breakthrough, that's not the time to be casual. That's, that's the time to get into the Word and go, man, if the Word says it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to pray and fast until something happens. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to take Him at His Word. And, and, and I, I promise you with that kind of, it's not that God couldn't set this kid free right off the bat. And it's not that in our lives, God couldn't break that thing off your life, mend that relationship, heal that marriage, open that door that you believe. God could do it like that. He's a good father. Sometimes as parents, we think it's a good thing to protect and shelter our kids from everything so they won't experience any difficulty. Well, think back in your life. Nobody was doing that for you. Don't you thank God that like you had to kind of get scrappy a little bit? You had to learn how to stand on your own two spiritual legs. I had to learn how to get in the Bible and had to find out what God had to say about the things that I was facing. No one was going to pray for me. I had to learn how to pray. No one was going to confess the word for me. I had to learn how to confess the word. I had to learn how to confront my enemy who was already defeated, might I remind him, but it was a mountain to me. God, with the swipe of a finger, could have moved the enemy away, but God chose not to. Why? Because he was allowing resiliency and fortitude and strength and faith to be built up in our lives. And so if you need a breakthrough in your life, can I please encourage you? Go on this three-day journey. And I promise you that God is able to move mountains in our lives. But you can't take a casual approach if you're facing that kind of mountain because we clearly see that sometimes what you would normally do isn't enough. Well, maybe you're not facing some big challenge like that right now. Maybe you're not kind of in need of direction or decision of a, a, a big choice that you're having to make. Maybe you just want to simply do it out of devotion and obedience to God. Here's what I know. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have a headache maybe on the first day. The second day is pretty rough, but usually after the third day, I don't even know why I'm eating on night three because I can go probably another week after that. But I never regret at the start of every year going, Lord, I'm seeking you first. I'm investing in myself spiritually. I'm investing in my spiritual bank account because, Father, you know, but I have no idea what's on the cusp, on the horizon for 2024. 
I don't know what challenge might come my way. I don't know what ministerial need that I may be the answer to that someone is praying and I just might be in there. Here's what I know when, man, when I'm right with God, when I got faith in my heart, there's not a step of faith that God could ask me to take that I'm not going to jump off just with both feet. There's not a situation that will come across me that I don't have the faith to believe that God could raise the dead. Oh, but when I'm not right with God, when my faith is not strong, when I've been hit or miss, man, I'm like, oh, I don't know, somebody else kind of can pray for you. Why? Because I know that I don't have that level of faith. I hadn't made that deposit. Start off the year right. Standing in the gap for your family. Believing for your marriage. Believing for breakthrough and direction. You won't regret it. There's a a website that you could access called prepare.milestonechurch.com and, and on that website is all the information that you need to be able to get engaged. I told you about the prayer guide. You can get one on the way out. Engage with that. Use that. Also, there's the morning devotions that will show up in your email if you, if you, you know, uh, opt into that. And, and that's where we're all going to be reading the same things together and praying. And then at noon, we're going to take some time and there will be a live chat room where you could live you know, put your request in there, and we're going to pray together as a family. And then if you can, show up at, at, at 6 o'clock for pre-service prayer. Get in that environment, because I'm telling you, there's an impartation that happens in that environment. Like, I can experience God on my own, but there's something when there's a room full of hungry people going after God, man, there's something special that God does in that midst. He, he can't... He can't help himself when there's a group of people who are leaning in and have faith. And he begins to touch areas of your life. He begins to do things. And then the nightly services come. Take some notes. Go home at the end of the night. Reflect on those notes. Pray about what God wants to do in your life in this new year. At all of our campuses, would you stand on your feet? And I want to pray for you as we go into this new year. Those of you who are watching online as well, I want to pray for you. Father, right here on the cusp of a new season and of a new year, Lord, we say, God, that we want to seek you first. That, God, you know the beginning from the end, but we don't. We have no idea the kind of challenges, the kind of opportunities, the things that we're going to face this year. Lord, but you do. And I know that you're going to be there with us, God, when we ask, I know that even if we didn't fast and pray, Lord, you're there. But God, why not prepare ourselves so that when the moment comes, we have a withdrawal that we can make. Pray for every family and every individual that this year would be their best year, God. Because Lord, we can have a great year if we have a great year with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If there's anything we can do to help you in your walk with Jesus, please don't hesitate to reach out through our website at milestonechurch.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, leave a review on the podcast app or your favorite podcast platform. We hope you have a great week.